Father, healing is always here because you're here. You live on the inside of us. You inhabit the praises of your people. Father, you declared out of your own mouth that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are our physician. You are not our physician in the past, Father. You are our physician today, right now, this very moment. Father, because we're here, we carry your healing power with us everywhere we go. Father, we thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Well, it seems like if we're going to sing that healing is here, we should pray for people that need healing. Amen. And so if you need any healing, if you'd like to come up, we'll pray for you. Amen. Stay in this flow with the Lord, and, and um, we'll open up the Word here in just a few minutes. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. You are our healer. And Father, just as the song says, we receive it, Father. We receive it, Father, because you gave it to us. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for complete and total healing. Father, I speak to this body. I command it to be well and healed and strong, Father. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you. All the aches and pains, Father, are gone. Father, we thank you. Is a temple of the Holy Spirit, Father, which means it's a carrier of the power of God. So, Father, I think of that power in her cause the healing to come into her body and drive out all sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Rebukes that spirit. Oh, and I command this body to be strong, healthy, and well. And Father, I think that her very cells are infused with life. There's not a single cell in her body that will accept death. And Father, when her time on this earth comes to an end, she'll just depart and leave her body back to the dust. Between now and then, your life in this mortal body. Father, I thank you for strength and healing, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you.
Father, I thank you for divine help and healing in Jesus' name. Strength, Father. Freedom from aches and pains and sickness and disease. Father, I speak life to this body in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for healing in Jesus' name. Thank you for strength in this body. Father, I thank you for healing in this body. Father, I command wellness to be in this body. Life, Father, to flood this body. Father, we thank you for goodness and kindness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all praise and honor for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, is the Lord good? He's good all the time. Amen. We appreciate his goodness and kindness. and Thank him for that. Would you get my iPad out of my office there? So praise God, we uh, finished up uh, last week's uh, chapter. I think we started and ended the chapter in the same week, which is nearly a miracle all by itself, right? And so that was the uh, chapter on sleep. And, um, um, you know, we just, uh, uh, well, we just went through and found out what the word said. Amen. Amen. Wasn't exactly what Dr. Yeoman said, but... uh, But we're going to live by faith, amen? Yes. We're going to live by the faith of the Word of God. If the Word of God has plenty to say about things, then, um, then well, that's what we're going to go with, amen? And so, you know, just, uh, it, it's really easy for um, 
us to get involved in things that, uh, you know, I've, I've got no problem with exercising and, you know, getting rest as you need to get rest. You know, those are things that we, we live in a, in a uh, limited body, right? It's not a glorified body. It's a limited body that's currently subject to death. So, and Jesus, remember, he got wearied sometimes. So, you know, there were, uh, there are, we do have limits in this flesh, amen? We are not unlimited at all. Uh, we have to have sleep. We have to have food. We have to have water. Um, you know, there are things that we have to do. We can't get around that, you know. Uh, there are times when the Lord can suspend that supernaturally, and if it's necessary, he can suspend. Uh, Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and nights without food. You know, normally you can't go 40 days and nights without food um, and water, as far as we know. Uh, and so um, it's, uh, uh, there are times and seasons when you can do that, but it has to be by the Spirit of God, amen? It can't be by, um, it can't be by just your own desire, amen? Uh, and, um, and if you neglect that, right? If, if uh, you treat your body poorly and don't, uh, don't give it the nutrients it needs, and if you eat donuts every day, all day long, and, and nothing else, you know, uh, then you'll end up round and short with a hole in the middle, right? Just like, and look like a donut, and, and, um, uh, and so... And you know, lots of things that people do, they smoke and they, you know, they drink and they do other things, you know, and uh, habits that are harmful to their body. Uh, but you have to be careful in some of those things because you can become, you can take your body and make it a religion, right? That uh, it's not only a temple, but it's something to be worshipped. Uh, and I think in the church, sometimes we've gotten into that realm of where, you know, exercise is the most important thing. Uh, eating right is the most important thing. Uh, and it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the Lord God in heaven. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and so she had, she had started her s- chapter with, there's nothing more essential than our well, to our well-being uh-huh. than uh, uh, adequate amount of sleep. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I just took exception with that statement yeah, because it says there's nothing more essential. I think the, the, that, the only, the, the, that there's nothing that's more essential to our well-being is serving the Lord. Uh, everything else is secondary. If the Lord says go without sleep, then you go without sleep and you pray, right? You do whatever the Lord says. And, you know, if you say, well, I have to have my sleep, Lord. And if he told you to pray, uh, didn't Jesus sometimes pray all night long? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, doctors, well, you can't just, you know, you've got to get sleep every night. Well, Jesus didn't subscribe to that particular philosophy, right? Uh, he got sleep when he needed sleep. And if he needed to pray, he would pray. Uh, and, his body was identical to yours and mine. His body, his flesh came from, from, from Mary, right? And, and uh, of course, it came from the Father in heaven. But the DNA, the physical part of it, came from the earth. Uh, and um, uh, now it was not subject to death like, uh, like our bodies are because it didn't have the sin nature in it. So there was some differences there. But it still got tired, still had to be fed, still had to sleep, still had to rest, you know. Uh, and so... I don't know what's going to happen when we get to heaven, when we get glorified bodies. Do things change? You know, I don't know. I mean, why, why was Jesus uh, still getting tired? And part, part of it probably was that uh, uh, he was still uh, uh, the son of Mary. You know, uh, I think if you, if, if you go down too far on that path, you'll start making up things that we don't know enough about in the Word of God. So we just leave it alone uh, to the mo- for the most part. But uh, we do know, you know, he did things like walk on water, you know, uh, but so did Peter. Right. Peter walked on water and, and that is not normal. Right. That is not um, that is not the norm that, that that's above this natural realm that we live in. Right. That's beyond this natural realm, the, uh, the ability we have in this natural realm. So the Lord can suspend this natural realm as he sees fit. Amen. As is necessary to accomplish his will on the earth. 
And he's done that many times over the centuries. He suspended this, the natural circumstances of this earth to accomplish a task and a goal. Uh, with, uh, with Joshua, you know, he t- stopped the sun from, from uh, setting for an extra 24 hours, which is an amazing feat all by itself, right? If you think about the engineering behind all that. And I have thought about that many times and wondered how he did it, you know, and he not showed me how he did it, but uh, someday I'll, you know, I'll find out exactly how he did that. Uh, so anyway, so I just took exception with that statement because it elevates the natural realm above the spirit realm. And any time you elevate the natural realm above the spirit realm, you're out of order. Uh, and so um, is sleep uh, is sleep essential? It is essential. Right. Uh, and uh, she called it uh, uh, adequate amount of refreshing natural sleep. Well, we should have refreshing natural sleep. Amen. So Amen. we went through what the word of God says about the getting sleep. And there's promises in there that we can have sweet sleep. So. We have the right to have sweet sleep. Now, it's amazing to me how many people in a church struggle with sleep. They sleep. They never sleep well. They can't sleep well. They need they need assistance to sleep. They have to take medication to sleep. Uh, uh, and they'll tell you that uh, even with medication, if, it, if they're sleeping by medication, it's never as good and as refreshing as natural sleep. Amen. So we do have a promise from the Lord to sleep uh, by faith with natural with uh, spiritual means. Right. The Lord can give us sweet sleep. And uh, I mean, sleep's always to me, it's always kind of odd. Like, why do we have to sleep? You know, I read about it, you know, about the medical doctors, what they say about it. But it still seems like what, it just seems odd. We have to sleep. You know, I mean, just, there's so much to do. Right. I just, you feel like you're just wasting so much time laying down in bed, you know. And, um, uh, you know, I fight it. Sometimes I fight it. You know, uh, in fact, Chris told me she got up the other day at 430. It's like, oh, that's funny. I went to bed at 330. So, you know, we almost crossed paths, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, we were in different states there. Uh, but um but sometimes I just fight it, you know, I just, uh, I, I got so many things I want to do uh, that, uh, uh, now if I'm, if I'm sleepy, I'll take, I'll go to bed, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, not any more than that, right? So anyway, so we finished up that chapter, uh, and uh, so as I was uh, uh, getting ready for uh, chapter 12, then the next chapter, um, you know, I struggled a little bit in this chapter, too, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe, you know, maybe she just had, uh, you know, a, a bad week or two when she wrote these few chapters right here. I mean, the, the whole first book was good, you know, and, and, and most of the second book that we're looking at uh, has been good. Um, uh, and again, you know, my issue is not that, well, I don't like her doctrine. My issue is that, you know, that she's not giving me um, Bible for her thoughts, right? Yeah. She's kind of saying these things are happening, but there's no Bible verse that says why they're happening, right? And so uh, my faith can only be in the Word of God. My faith is never in somebody's opinion, right? I never, uh, I never based my faith. Well, they said it, you know, and, and so, um, so let's just read what, what, she, uh, what she's got here, and we'll go through, and, and what we'll do is we'll find out what the Word says about these things, and we'll stick with the Word, amen? Yep. And so we're not mad at anybody, uh, and so, but I think it's good to expose us some, to some of these things, it doesn't affect my faith, doesn't hurt my faith, because I can look at it and say, well, that says this, but the word says something different. So it's easy for me to always go with the word. Amen. I'm not going to go with uh, just opinion and thoughts about things. And so. So uh, she starts with the story of the 10 lepers. So let's read that starting in Luke chapter 17. Uh, and um, uh, let's start in verse 12. It says, and as they entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And, uh, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice 
glorified God. People are funny, you know, you, you know, you're being too loud and boisterous when you're worshiping God. This man with a loud voice uh, turned back uh, a glorified God. You know, leprosy is one of those things that if you got healed of leprosy, you would have to use a loud voice to thank the Lord for it. Because leprosy is a debilitating, painful, nasty, terrible um, uh, disease, right? Uh, and, and it eats, it slowly consumes your body, right? Over many years, you'll start losing fingers and toes and, and, and ears and noses. And uh, you end up just uh, having a horrible, painful terrible life uh, and then you'll die from it right and so after all of that and then you die a horrible death right and so uh, it, it's a terrible and if you got healed from that you would be pretty excited if you weren't excited i'd have to check your pulse you know maybe you already expired i don't know uh and so but he came with a loud voice glorified god and, you know i just love people that that are are just uh, allow that uh that desire on the inside of them to worship God to come out of them because it's in all of us. Amen. Yeah. And sometimes we suppress it. Oh, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't be loud. You know? I don't want to be that person. You know, I remember one time when I, uh, I had been born again long and uh, I was so glad to get to know the Lord and, and worship him. And we were at a church service and, and um, uh, you know, this the group was singing and, and I was a man, I was worshiping the Lord and I was really enjoying worshiping the Lord, just singing, you know, and closing my eyes, lifting my hands up to him. And, and, um, uh, and then I opened up my eyes and I was the only one standing up, the only one that raised my hands. And I got really self-conscious all of a sudden, you know, and I kind of sat down sheepishly and, and I'm thinking, what's wrong with you all? You know, we're all worshiping God. You're all sitting down. And I mean, we're, you know, this is God. And, and, uh, <laughs> just, I mean, it, we, I wasn't in a church that, you know, I wasn't like in a church. Well, we don't do that. You know, they were, they worship God and raised hands, you know, but at that moment they all, I guess we're tired, you know, we're all going to sit down and stop worshiping God. And I mean, I was still going after it, you know, and, and, uh, sometimes you're the only one. Amen. Oh, yeah. And so I know what it's like to be the only one come worshiping the Lord. You look around like, wow, you know, I'll get a little bit embarrassed, you know, cause I was just a teenager, but, uh, uh, and so, but one of them came back with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now, we know the Samaritans were half Jews and half, uh, uh, half uh, uh, Gentiles. And so they were kind of looked down upon by the pure Jews, right? And, well, you're half-breed, you know, we don't really like you all. Uh, and so uh, you ever been looked down upon because of your whatever, you know, name or color or, or, or uh, location or language or whatever? Um, uh, it doesn't bother Jesus at all, does it, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Uh, I, I, always, I always love questions that Jesus asks, right? God asks, you know, the Old Testament, New Testament. I always love the questions because they're so perfect questions, you know. I thought there was ten. You mean he didn't know? Of course he knew, right? Yeah. Uh, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? You know, there were ten cleansed, but where's the nine, right? Uh, and it said they were not found that returned to give glory to God, sa uh, uh, save this stranger, and he just meant that he was a stranger from the covenants of, of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Uh, and, I, and I like that, that, you know, this fella got above and beyond what the other ones did, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, leprosy is a viral infection. Uh, and even if it stopped advancing, you're still missing toes and fingers and whatever, right? Uh, and so this man not only got the, got the leprosy stopped being advanced, he was restored. Amen. He's whole, right? And so whatever parts are missing now have been returned. Amen. Uh, and so 
Uh, and, and it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, they, they received their healing initially because of their obedience. Uh, but this man, it says, um, uh, he went only, not only got into obedience, but he also got into faith. So he said, thy faith has made thee whole. Uh, and so uh, his faith, not only uh, his obedience, not only received the initial healing, but his faith let him go beyond that uh, and, and get additional help. Amen. Uh, and, you know, it's something that, that would help all of us, you know, because many times we go into prayer lines, you know, we had a prayer line today, right? Uh, and, and I would encourage, you know, I think most of you all do it, um, that uh, you come into prayer line. You don't come just, well, let's just see what happens, right? You come with your faith. When I get up there, Lord, I'm going to receive all because then we can be like the, the number 10 guy, right? We don't have to be like the other nine guys that, well, if I've got it, well, then you'll get it. If I ain't got it today, then it's too bad, right? And so, you know, you're, well, I hope he's got it today. Well, that, see, that's not, that's not, you know, you come up with, Lord, uh, when he pray, I receive it because you're good, right? Not because of this, the, the person praying for me, uh, but because he's good, amen? amen. Uh, and so, you know, the, the point of this particular story, the reason why the, the Lord Jesus I believe wanted to write it down for us is to be like number 10 guy, right? To not only be obedient, but also to be in faith uh, and go beyond uh, just the obedience. So they were healed. Uh, and, and we're thankful that the other nine got healed, right? And we're not unthankful they got healed. And they were healed because of their obedience, amen? Uh, and sometimes faith requires obedience and sometimes faith uh, requires uh, you to go beyond just obedience, right? And, and to uh, have faith that the Lord will, will go beyond the natural realm. Uh, and so they were obedient to do what the, what the Lord said. Now, if they were not obedient, would they have gotten healed? No, because it says, when, when did they get healed? It says, as they went, right? As they went. So if they, if, if they had said, why are we going to preach? You know, we're not healed. Now, uh, we, we don't necessarily go back there, but if you go back to, to Leviticus chapter 14, Leviticus 14 is kind of the leper chapter. It gives you all the instructions about lepers. And one of the things it says, you've got to go show yourself to the priest. Right. And, and basically the, the rule was if you were a leper, you were supposed to, uh, if you got around anybody in particular, they're supposed to declare unclean, unclean because uh, they wanted the social distance. So we thought social distancing started with COVID-19. It didn't. It started way back, you know, thousands of years ago. Right. Because things that were that could be transmitted in leprosy was one of the diseases that can be transmitted. And, and so I think it was transmitted by touch. Uh, I'm not a leper expert, but um, but they knew that if you didn't get around me, then I won't catch your leprosy. So uh, they knew to to declare unclean, um, so that people would stay around, uh, stay away from them, and they would uh, they would avoid uh, uh, giving their leprosy to somebody else. Uh, but uh, they didn't do that, and they did do the part about standing afar off, because it was a a stoning offense if you got close by because, uh, you know, you endangered the lives of somebody else. Amen. Uh, and so, so they did stand afar off, but they didn't declare unclean. They instead lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Amen. Uh, and so, so, and then, then he declared, go show yourself to the priest. So uh, nine of these fellows were apparently Jews, right? One was a Samaritan, but nine of them were Jews. So at least, at least nine of them, and maybe even the Samaritan could have known about it, but at least none of them knew the law that said, well, if you're healed, if leprosy leaves your body before you're allowed to come, go back and join in the rest of society, you had to go to the priest and you had to have him declare that you're clean. Uh, and so now you've got your, 
your papers, right? So now you're walking around. So I thought you had leprosy, you know, I'm clean. See right here, the priest said I'm clean. So I'm allowed to be in society. And that was a rule. And it was fair because, you know, you didn't want spreading disease and things. And, and so and there's a whole lot of long list of things, you know, very boring things in Leviticus 14 that they have to check this, have to check that, you know, poke him and prod you and whatever and, and see if you really are clean. And then they, and you had to burn everything, right? You had to burn all your clothes and, and clean your house. And, and, and it was really, you know, pretty amazing because that's good uh, medical practice, right? Uh, because you're, uh, they didn't realize that there were germs and viruses that could be transmitted through your cloth, right? And, but the Lord knew that, doesn't he know that? He knows everything. And so he was very wise and burn all your clothes and, and get rid of them, you know? Now, today you could probably run them to the washing machine, you know, at least 150 degrees or so, and it'd burn everything up. But... You know, they didn't have washing machines back then. So that was a pretty good, uh, a pretty good compromise to burn everything. And so uh, so they were obedient to do what Jesus said and received the benefits of their obedience of faith. Right. Uh, but then the one fellow went above and beyond that, you know, and believed God more and, and came back and worshiped him. Uh, and so uh, so he he got healed and he got made whole. Uh, and, and then she kind of goes into, and that's a great story, right? But then she kind of takes a little side journey about, uh, about numerology in, in the scriptures. And, um, you know, the, the only problem I've got with this is you, she starts talking about the number 10, because how many lepers were there? There was 10, right? And so she said uh, that 10 is the number found in scripture often related to tests and trials. You know, is that true? I mean... You know, I mean, it says that Daniel was tested for 10 days, right? And, uh, but like in this particular case, did the, did the Lord assign 10 lepers to get leprosy as a test and trial? I mean, was, it, was this the will of God that, that uh, these 10 lepers, that he picked out these 10 out of the crowd? Okay, you, you guys are going to have 10. Uh, you 10 are going to get leprosy so I can display myself strong in the earth. Um, so why was there 10 lepers, right? Because there wasn't nine. I mean, that's really the only answer. There wasn't 11. There wasn't eight. There, were, there was 10 because there was 10, right? Yeah. And sometimes we, we add things to Scripture and, uh, where it doesn't exist, right? Now, I know that a lot of times when the Lord says things and he'll specifically say there's three or he'll specifically. And sometimes there are things that you can glean from that where uh, a number, he picked 12 tribes, right? Well, why do you think he picked 12 uh, apostles. I think he picked 12 apostles because he had 12 tribes, you know, and, and so you see things like that where there's some consistency in numbers, and, but it's, it's obvious that the Lord is doing that by design, right? He picked 12 because he wanted 12, and why 12? Well, I don't know why there's 12 in particular. I'm sure uh, there's some theories about that, uh, but, you know, the Word of God doesn't really say why he picked 12, uh, and if you look at how 12 came about, it was with uh, Jacob, right, and, and it was from Rebecca and Leah, and not, not only was it Rebecca and Leah, but it was also with, uh, was it Leah's, uh, or it was Rebecca's handmaiden. It was one, it was like three moms, right? It wasn't just two. It was like three moms because it was, it was Leah and, and Rebecca and the maid, right? <laughs> and so, so why was there, why was there 12? Because well, there was a maid, right? And so if, uh, it was from Leah, right? And so, because she had Judah, right? And so. Um, and she, she was, uh, uh, she wasn't treated right. You know, of course the whole thing was the whole, you know, the whole story was terrible, right? Uh, you know, where, where, uh, they went to, uh, Jacob met the dad, right? Uh, and, um, 
made a deal. I'll work for you for seven years and I'll get Rebecca. And he worked seven years. And in the middle of the night, he sends Leah into the tent, right? And, uh, and he's like, what's the deal, right? Well, you know, have you seen Leah, right? I mean, she, apparently she wasn't very attractive. And, and, and so he's like, well, I'm gonna. and so he had to work another seven years to get Rebecca, right? And then, of course, he, he kind of uh, finagled some business dealings. I don't know that it was very moral the way he did it, but, you know, he did it anyway. And, uh, and so Leah was kind of mistreated, you know, but then uh, she had more children than Rebecca. But then, you know, it's a long story and it's an interesting story. But, uh, uh, I mean, it's amazing you know, when you read the stories like that, it's amazing the Lord Jesus ever made it to the earth at all, right? I mean, it's like in spite, in spite of humanity, he still made it, right? Uh, and the Bible says in the fullness of time. It was the fullness of time because it's like finally, after thousands of years, I mean, from Moses to Jesus was 2,000 years or so. Yeah, uh, and, and from uh, Abraham or from Adam to, to Moses was about another 2,000 years. It took about 4,000 years for the Lord to get into the earth, you know, and I, and I think he wanted to get in the earth three days after Adam, but it took him 4,000 years because of crazy things like Leah and Rebecca and Jacob. And you know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing we're, we're, um, we're alive at all, right? In spite of ourselves. And so, so, you know, I just, I just, in my opinion, you know, she, she's uh, taking things out of context that the Lord didn't design 10 lepers, you know, uh, and even the 10, about the 10 days, uh, for for Daniel, you know, there were 10 days because he was proving to uh, the king there that that if I eat these vegetables for 10 days, I'll I'll be fine because I can't eat your stuff. Right. And and uh, and so you know, unclean food. Uh, and, and so that was fair. Uh, but then uh, the, and then she mentions Revelation chapter two. And so I'll mention this as well, just so, so we can be consistent here uh, in Revelation chapter two. It's talking about this church at Smyrna. Uh, and the, and the, so this is the Lord Jesus speaking uh, there uh, in this context. Uh, uh, but it says, fear none of those things uh, which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. Now, who's casting them into prison? The so who's wanting to try them? The devil's wanting to try them, right? Uh, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Uh, but... She said that they were promised 10 days of tribulation to try them so that the faithful unto death might be rewarded the crown of life. Uh, and so uh, she's implying that the Lord intentionally wanted to try them to see if they'll make it. And if they make it, then he'll then. OK, now you made it, I'll give you the crown of life. But that's not what the scripture says. Right. The scripture says the devil tried them. And the Lord said, want you to stay faithful because does he want you to stay faithful? He always wants you to stay faithful. Uh, but and so he's warning them, hey, this is coming. So be prepared for it. So that you don't become unfaithful and miss heaven. Uh, it wasn't that I'm going to send you the 10 trials. And, and if you make it, then I'll let you into heaven. That's kind of terrible, right? That the Lord would send the trials in order to test us. Because he said, who's throwing them in, in the prison? It literally says the devil. It doesn't say God sent them. In the, the devil put them in prison, right? So the 10 days has got nothing to do with God. It's just the devil is doing it, right? And so it's not the, the, it's not the great scheme of, the, well, the Lord intentionally orchestrated 10 days. No, the devil orchestrated the 10 days. And the Lord's warning them, be careful that, uh, that this will come, right? And so, so uh, were there 10 plagues of Egypt? There were 10 plagues of Egypt. But the 10 plagues of Egypt has got nothing to do with these 10, these 10 lepers, right? Uh, and so... You know, some of that stuff to me is a little interesting to go through and see how the Lord will design these things to operate this particular way. 
Uh, and there's, there are a lot of things that the Lord intentionally does with numbers, but you have to be careful of extrapolating and, uh, and confining everything to numerology in the Bible. In fact, there's a fellow back in the 20s, he wrote a whole translation of the Bible because he, he found, and I tried to follow it, I couldn't follow it. You know, I've got years and years of mathematical education, right? But he said he found some secret numerology formula in the Bible and translated the entire Bible from the basis of that numerology, right? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, the translation's okay. It's nothing really all that spectacular. Um, it, it, to me, it didn't advance the, the cause of faith a whole lot. Um, but, you know, that was his opinion, and he translated the entire Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. You know, that's a lot of translation, right? And so he found that some secret... Uh, numerology in the Hebrew language, and then he found the same, or, or at least another, secret numerology in the Greek translation of the New Testament, and that's pretty impressive, right? That, that now I don't know that I believe it, but uh, uh, you know he did, and that's that was his premise for for doing that. So, so she spent a, a lot of time um, uh, kind of going over that uh, these ten lepers were ten because of the number 10, and 10 is a sign of, of tests and trials, and she implies that the Lord is the one sending the tests and trials, uh, and the Lord's not sending tests and trials of, of sickness and disease on us to see how we're going to react. That's a terrible idea. I mean, that's a terrible uh, uh, accusation against the Lord God in heaven, that he's sending tests and trials upon us in the area of sickness and disease to see, let's just see what happens. And if they make it, we'll give them a crown of life. If they don't, and I, you know, I gave you a chance to make it. You didn't make it. That, that's terrible, right? To, to think that the Lord actually does that. Uh, and to me, it, it's, a, it's amazing how casually we can just kind of go right into that mentality. Oh, we had 10, 10 trials. You know, well, then 10 trials. Well, then the Lord must have sent Daniel, for the, you know, that trial there. Well, he may, you know, he didn't send that trial. But, you know, we start, we start uh, because we start with the answer that 10 is the number of trials, then everything is God. Uh, and so we start with the answer and we shoehorn the Bible into that answer when it was never intended to be that answer at all, right? That there, there are 10 lepers because there wasn't nine. Uh, and it's got nothing to do with the Lord. The Lord didn't put them, uh, didn't give them leprosy. The Lord didn't assign leprosy to them. They got leprosy because the earth is full of sin. Uh, and, and even if they didn't sin themselves, they might have brushed against somebody who did sin. And even that person who had leprosy didn't sin, there's leprosy in the earth because there's sin in the earth, right? Uh, and, and sometimes, many times, there's no cause other than there's just sickness in the earth, amen? Uh, and to extrapolate anything beyond that will get you really quickly out of the will of God. It'll get you really quickly into poor doctrine, into bad understanding of the word of God. Because if you just read the Revelation, because uh, I read it, you know, I wanted, well, she said God sent that, right? So let's go see what it says. And it clearly says the exact opposite, that the devil was the one doing it. Uh, and yet many times when you, when you start with an answer, you stop seeing what the word says. Uh, and that's what she did. She started with an answer that it was 10 was the number of tribulation and trials from the Lord sent to us uh, and then completely ignored what the actual verse says about the devil being the one sending that. Uh, and, and seeing that instead of the, the, it was the Lord orchestrating it, that, that the Lord was saying, hey, this is coming. The devil's going to do these things be warned, be prepared, so that when it comes, you, you overcome it and you stay on your road to the crown of life. The crown of life was going to be there, was, was theirs before the 10 days of trial 
and it was theirs after the 10 days of trial. The only reason why it was, going to, it was not going to be there is if during the trial they just, you know, I forsake God. But even in that, you know, you know that if somebody sticks a gun to your head and say Jesus isn't Lord and you say Jesus isn't Lord, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to miss heaven uh, because the Lord's merciful, amen? And just because under great duress, you know, you may cave because of your emotions and the physical pain, I can't imagine the Lord would, you know, because uh, it has to be done with faith and sincerity, right? Whether you're believing God or you're not believing God, if you're uh, in faith and sincerity, then then you'll be okay, right? And if you if you sincerely said with with no uh, pressure at all, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, you might miss heaven, right? A good chance you'll miss heaven. Uh, But, um, you know, in situations like this where there's 10 days of trial and tribulation, you know, I. Uh, the Lord wants them to have the crown of life. Uh, and so it wasn't the Lord's orchestrating that at all. Amen. Amen. Uh, and so, so she talked about the, the 10 plagues in Israel. Uh, and, um, and then she said some other things here that uh, I thought, again, it was important to, to note. She talked about this uh, with the lepers, that it was a group healing. And there were many times when it says, uh, and there were multitudes and they were all healed, right? So there's many examples in the Gospels, especially where there was group healings, uh, but she, um, but then she made the statement, and I was, and I, and I really, I've meditated on this, and I really couldn't figure out what she was trying to say here, but she said, in establishing the therapeutic value of any, of any remedy in a certain disease, it is quite usual to try it out on a group of sufferers from that particular malady, and that is precisely what was done in the case of the ten lepers. And I don't see that it was precisely done at all. You know, the Lord was, let's just see what happens. You want to, because uh, uh, that's what she's saying. Let's, well, we don't know if this works or not. So let's try it. You want to? You reckon that Jesus didn't know? Let's send him see what happens. You want to? They got healed. Imagine that. Wow. You reckon there's a surprise to Jesus when they got healed? No, I mean, he wasn't trying anything on him, right? It's, hey, go try that. You know, that'd be terrible. Hey, you know, go. Go try that. Go hop around the church three times and let's see what happens. Oh, it didn't work. It's worth a shot, though. You want you to reckon? I mean, that's kind of what she's implying, that it is, it is uh, quite usual to try it on a group of sufferers from that particular malady, and that is precisely what was done in the case of the ten lepers. I don't see that Jesus was trying anything here, right? And, and so, so I'm not sure where she was going with all this or why she was going on down this particular path about 10. And so, you know, again, I think it's she saw the word 10. She saw the number 10 and then just started, well, let's go see where else 10 is in the Bible. And and it's just putting all that together. And you have to, you know, that that, you know, that's one type of Bible study, right? It's called a topical study where you go, you pick some topic and you see what the word of God everywhere says about that topic. And that's a good Bible method, right? Good Bible study method. Uh, often it. Uh, employ that method when i'm studying the word of god well let's see what he says about leprosy and you go find everything that the bible says about leprosy right just and you'll end up in luke 14 or leviticus 14 right you'll see a lot of things in the gospels uh, you won't see other than the name in the syrian in the old testament you'll almost hear nothing about leprosy right i mean miriam had leprosy moses had leprosy for a second um and then uh you know you hear a little bit about it but then it kind of disappears for a long time and then we hear we don't hear about it again until the new testament uh, with Jesus in particular. Uh, and so, but the, the only uh, downside of that uh, particular Bible method, Bible study method, is you, can, you start with your conclusion and you, 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 you 
conform the Word of God to your conclusion. And so you have to be really careful if you're employing that particular Bible study method uh, to, to not start, you know, I always start with a question uh, as opposed to a conclusion. Well, Lord, what do you say about that? And then after having read all of the counsel of God, then I'll, then I'll start in my heart, it'll start coming together. It'll start being clear. I don't start with, uh, well, I bet 10 is, I bet the 10 is a, there's some secret thing about 10. Up there it is. It's, it's, it's trials and tribulations. So everywhere 10 is, it's trials and tribulations. Uh, and then from the Lord. And, and, so, uh, and so she said that the re- book of Revelation was from the Lord. And she said that this was here. The Lord was using this to try this out on this group of people uh, as if he intentionally gave them leprosy so that he could try out the, 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 uh, the cure. Mm. We, you know, we put people in jail for stuff like that, right? Mm. I mean, if they could find out who actually created COVID-19 because they suspect it came from a lab. I don't know. I don't care. You know, but they suspect it came from a lab, right? Uh, and so... Uh, you know, it's, oh, it didn't. Well, you know, there's a good chance it did. I don't know. I'm not going to put any money on it, but there's a good chance it did. And if they could find them, you know, of course, they want to keep it hush-hush because if it did come from a lab, there's a whole lot of people that would be guilty, right? You know, I mean, I think we gave people money to do it, you know, and they're like, hey, let's try it out, you know. And, and I don't think they intentionally inflicted upon uh, people. But in the history of things, in the history of the world, there are a lot of cases where, where doctors would inflict patients with a disease on purpose to see what happened. If you go study medical history, it's, it's, it's filled with stories of, hey, let's give it to them and see what happens, right? Uh, I mean, and the government has been found guilty of that many times over the years, right? Uh, and of course, all of World War II, right, with all the Jews and Nazis and stuff, they were, a lot of them were experimented on, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, from the U.S. government or from from the, the yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the U.S. government has been found uh, more than once to be involved in terrible things like that, right? And somebody should go to jail. And oftentimes they get away with stuff, you know, because uh, too big to, you know, if it's you and me, they'd bury you in the backyard. But for some reason, when it becomes the big fancy government, they're they're allowed to get away with atrocious things, you know. But uh, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. But um, so, uh, in, in this, uh, did the Lord, was the Lord using this thing to try out to see what happens, right? To see, uh, if, if, uh, they would get healed. No, it, it was, uh, uh, it was just because there's sickness and disease in the earth. Uh, and so again, she, she continued on the 10, you know, and, and, um, I mean, my understanding of that there's 10 because there wasn't nine, right? Uh, and sometimes 10 is 10 because 10 is 10, Right. And be careful. Again, sometimes there are, you know, the Lord created the earth in six days. Why six days? Because he wanted to be six days, right? Um, he didn't want it to be five days. It wasn't an accident. It was six days, right? And, and of course, man was created on, the, on day six. Uh, and, um, you know, so they say six is the number of man. Uh, and sometimes when you see the number six, you see that it's related to something to do with, with mankind, right? Uh, and that's not unreasonable. Uh, but you've got to be careful of every every number in the Bible is not a mysterious secret code for some uh, advanced uh, doctrine that nobody has ever found but you, right? Uh, uh, oftentimes, it just doesn't exist. It's not there, right? So uh, we want to be good students of the Word. Amen. We don't want to be uh, people trying to find things that don't exist so we can have a, a, uh, a platform and be seen. Uh, I've got something new and fresh. Nobody else has ever seen this. 
And, and what I have found is people that study this, uh, the, this, the Bible in that method are often trying to find something that nobody else has found before. Uh, and you've got to be careful if that's your goal, right? Uh, I've got no problem with you getting revelation that nobody's had before, but that's not my goal. My goal is just study the word. Lord, let you reveal it to me as you see fit. Uh, if your goal is to find something that nobody has seen before, you will find something that nobody has seen before. And you will often found to be you will often be found to be out of out of uh, sound doctrine, uh, and so uh, they were required to stand afar off, which they did, and they were supposed to cry unclean, unclean, which they didn't do, uh, and then um, uh, and then she says that uh, that the answer of Jesus uh, when he when they came and declared right because they were supposed to they were supposed to do those two things right number one stand afar off number two declare unclean that was the law. Uh, and so they did one of them. They did do the second one. And then she said that Jesus' answer was unexpected. Uh, but, I don't, but I don't know why. Because that's what the law said. Go show yourself to the priest, right? If you, if you want to be clean, or if you declare that you're clean, then go show yourself to the priest. And, and maybe we can give her some credit. Maybe what she was saying, it was, it was unexpected because they weren't clean yet. Uh, and he sent them as if they were clean. And maybe, you know, and so maybe, you know, maybe we can give her a throw her a bone there a, l- a little bit. But I mean, Jesus was literally following the prescription of the word of God. If you're a leper and you're going to be clean, then you got to go show yourself to the priest to get certified as being clean. Uh, and uh, in fact, another leper, he said, you know, go and make an offering uh, as, as the word of, as the word of God declares for your uh, for your cleansing from leprosy. And so, you know, it's interesting because that's the law, right? That's Leviticus 14. And Jesus was still operating under the law. Uh, and so uh, he was still operating as if the law was so. And, and the nice thing is the law already prescribed, here's what to do, right? And yet there was never a leper cleansed in all of Israel except for Naaman. And he wasn't even Israelite, uh, even though they had the law of here's what happens if you get clean. You know, think somebody would have said, Lord, I mean, you've got this whole chapter in Leviticus about what to do if we're clean. And yet nobody's ever gotten to take advantage of that. Seemed like somebody would, at least one person in the millions of, of Jewish people that were around from the from the time Leviticus was written to the time of the Lord Jesus, that surely one Israelite would have asked that question: Why would you write that, Lord? Why would you write that in the law of here's what you do if you get cleansed, if nobody can get cleansed? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just seemed like you know. And I ask questions like that, to the Lord, y'all. You know, Lord, why'd you write that? You know, I mean, you had to write that for a reason. There's a reason why you wrote that, uh, and, and if there's a reason why you wrote that, then then seems like you want to provide healing for my leprosy. It seemed like one person, and yet apparently nobody ever did. Not a single Israelite, any, you know. and even Naaman. Naaman didn't wasn't relying upon the law and the promise of the law. He was just relying upon the story that he heard of, of Jehovah God of Israel uh, from his from his servant uh, from his servant girl, right? Uh, and so, so you know, I didn't see that Jesus. In, in fact, what I saw, Jesus was doing exactly what the law declared to do, right? Go show yourself to the priest. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, the, the uh, reference is uh, in Leviticus 14, 1 and 2, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. That's literally what it says, right? And so Jesus was doing exactly what, uh, 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 what was supposed to happen. So, um, But, you know, of course, Jesus being Jesus and operating by faith, um, you know, he knew that as they went to show themselves to the priest, that uh, that they would be healed. And so he was just ahead of the game, right, in faith. In faith, people are often ahead of the game, right? Uh, and so uh, so they were healed as they went. 
uh, and um, uh, and the nice thing about that is they were obedient, right? Uh, and so, <clears throat> uh, and so all of them, all of them went. So all of them were, were healed. Amen. Uh, so, and that's the whole chapter right there. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of things I could pull out because, you know, I, I can't, I can't follow things. Uh, and I just, I just won't follow things that are just kind of made up. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, my desire is not to have some cool and, and, uh, sophisticated doctrine I mean, if, if all the 10, you know, if all these things really did line up together and it was all 10, you know, I got no problem with that. But I just felt like she decided that 10 is a cool thing. And so let's let's go with 10 and let's go find some other things to say the word 10 and let's mash them all together. And uh, I didn't see that any of her doctors really fit. Right. And so and that, that's my opinion. If you got a different opinion, fine. But, um, you know, uh, there's nothing in here that says God uh, designed these 10 people and gave them leprosy. So that he could show himself strong with ten, with the number ten, right? Uh, and so, in this case, you know, I believe that there that there's only ten because there's only ten, uh, and leave it at that, amen. Because if you're not careful, you will find yourself with some very interesting, but incorrect doctrine, amen. Uh, and uh, and I have met many people over the years who are big into numerology and will see things in the Word of God that don't exist, yeah. and. and um, uh, and, you know, and I hate it for them because then they uh, what happens oftentimes is because they see that and nobody else sees it. Then then it becomes, you know, what they're, well, they're a martyr. Right. They're, they're being persecuted because of their faith and their knowledge and their revelation. And all of you all are wrong. You all wrong. All of you are wrong. I'm the only one right. And I found that that they will elevate their pride. They become very prideful in their in their secret knowledge, you know, the secret handshake knowledge and and those things. And so. Uh, like I said, there are things that the Lord designs on purpose for, for certain numbers, right? Uh, fine if, if he does that. Uh, and, um, and you can see that, like I said, in many cases. Um, but um, uh, but you've got to be careful about some things about that, right? Don't read into the word of God things that don't exist. Amen. Uh, and so uh, because of that, we only have one question for the entire child. I tried my, heart, my hardest to, to come up with questions. Uh, but uh, some chapters, man, I could have 20 questions and, you know, I know we just try to limit to 10. But uh, some chapters, it's like, I'm, you know, I think I got one of here. It's just what's the, what chapter number are we in? That was the only question I had. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, what's the name of the book? Right. Who wrote this book? Right. Uh, in fact, I think in my uh, one of my engineering class tests, uh, one of my, my bonus questions was, what's the author of the book we're using for the class? <laughs> and of course, there's some Indian fellow's name like that, right? Too many syllables and consonants, and you know, not enough vowels and all that. And uh, only only one person had the question; I didn't get it right. But uh, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> really. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Find out what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, one bonus question I have a lot of times in my test is spell my last name, right? <laughs> I, I should have recorded all the different ways they tried, you know. It's like B and like a sad face, right? Because that's all I got, B, right? And like we, got, you got, we got nothing else after that. Uh, and so uh, Jared was actually, I wouldn't give him that bonus question, though. So, uh, but um, anyway, so... It took you. Uh, well, I was with my pastor for seven years, 
And he still couldn't spell my last name. And, and one day I said, Pastor, I said, you know, I'm not going anywhere. You need to spell my last name. You need to be able to spell my last name. You know, I've known you for seven years, right? And I wasn't just a fly in the wall. You know, sometimes you don't even, I mean, you go to church for 20 years and you perhaps still don't know your last name because you never say nothing, you never do anything, right? But uh, that wasn't me, right? I mean, I, I went to lunch with him every week. And, and um, you know, you think he'd spell somebody's last name, right? And so he finally did. He finally was able to spell my last name, but it, it took uh, much research and, and trial on his part, you know, to do that. Uh, and it's not really, if you know just a little bit of French, it's not a hard name to spell, right? And so, anyway, but, um, um, so our one and only question is, uh, when were the lepers cleansed? Before they went, as they went, when they arrived at the priest? As they went, as they went right? So, you, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, in some of my tests I give, you know, I'll ask him one question, and then later on I'll ask him another question, and the answer to that question was in the question, the one before, right? So if you just read the question, you'd have the answer for that, and they still don't get it. It's like, okay, come on, guys, you know, really, you know, we're trying to make it easy on you. You're not trying to intentionally be hard on you, but, you know, uh, you know, like there's, there's 12 inches of foot, and then, uh, you know, so how many inches are there in three feet? And then later on I say, well, how many inches are there in foot? I mean, you know, and so they go, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, uh, as they went. Right. So uh, so that was a, a pretty interesting uh, chapter there. So um, but um, uh, now there's, she's got a lot of good things. And, and I don't want you to feel like I like I'm being hard on, on uh, Dr. Yeomans and all. And I can guarantee you, you know, because she's been in heaven for many years now, she's fine with all these things. Right. Uh, and, because I always want to elevate faith uh, in the word of God. Amen. I'm not going to elevate, you know, secret handshakes or anything like that. Elevate uh, faith in the Word of God, and um, because I'm going to live fullness of health, Amen. Amen. Uh, and so, because if it's ten, then I'm stuck. Because I'm well, I'm just one guy, right? And I got to go find ten other people like me, nine other people like me. Is that the way it works? That's not the way it works, right? So, anyway, praise God. We'll we'll pick this up. Uh, of course, uh, we know Brother Randy will be here with us uh, next Sunday, right? And so we'll have uh, he'll be with us on Sunday morning. And then for healing school, of course, we'll have our church meal uh, next Sunday as well. And then, um, so we'll, we'll be back then on um, uh, two weeks from today, right? Uh, and then, um, um, I think that's it, right? So uh, why don't we pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So Father, we thank you for the obedience of faith that is, if we do exactly what you instruct us to do, Father, that healing would come because we believe in your word. Uh, and so sometimes, Father, there are things that you, you that you expect of us, that you require of us in the natural realm, that if we do it by faith, Father, then the obedience of faith will cause the, the blessing to come. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for your word that is precious to us. And Lord, we give you all the praise and the honor for it, Father, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. We thank the Lord for his goodness and kindness. Amen. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are things that the Lord has instructed me to do just in the natural. I'll stop doing this or start doing that. And as you do that, then healing comes. Uh, and so, um, you know, if the Lord ever tells you anything like that, you know, number one, always judge it first, right? Does this line up with the word of God? Did he tell you, well, if you go steal three donuts from the donut shop, you know, you get healed. He's never going to tell you to do that, right? That would violate his word. So you always got to make sure you judge whatever you think the Lord is saying. And then if it's something that's, that's not unreasonable unhealthy or, or um uh you know foolish or you know like if you go run across the highway blindfolded you know uh during height of traffic you know i'll heal you 
you know, that, that's being uh, foolish, right? Because that, you know what the devil tried to get Jesus to do? Amen. So you, you've got to be careful about um, what you think the Lord is telling you to do. Judge, always judge it by the word of God. Amen. And if it, and if it passes the, the judgment by the word of God, then I'd encourage you to be obedient to do that. Amen. Uh, and so, but if it's foolishness uh, like that, well, if you jump off the cliff, Lord, the Lord will heal you before you land and then you'll die, right? Uh, as you land. And so, uh, but no, he, he's probably not telling him to do that. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, so just be careful about that. Amen. So they were obedient. Sometimes faith comes uh, after obedience or the blessing comes after obedience. Amen. Uh, and uh, in the obedience, in this case, there's no Bible that says, uh, if you go, the, the, the Lord will heal you supernaturally. Right. So there's no promise for this particular healing other than the general promise of healing that the Lord gives to us in Isaiah and other places. But there's no specific promise that says, if you go on the way to the priest, you, that you'll be healed. Leviticus doesn't promise that. Right. Uh, and so so this was a rhema word for them. This is a word given to them in a moment that uh, that was unique for them amen so we can't build a doctrine on this particular thing because there's no promise in here for us amen Amen. other than the general understanding of how faith and obedience works and so uh, let's get ready and receive this afternoon's offering and um, we appreciate y'all's faithfulness and giving amen you know uh, uh, in in the world um, there are billions and billions of dollars spent uh, for health care, right, in our country, just alone in our country, billions and billions of dollars. Uh, how much is this uh, information that we learn in this class worth, right? There's no, there's no amount of, of money, right? Uh, and so you all could double and triple your giving and still be way under, under budget, right? And so, uh, and I'm not trying to get any more money out of you, I'm just saying that, you know, what would people give to actually know what you know, right? Uh, people would, would give a billion dollars to obtain healing, uh, and, uh, and sometimes they won't get it. So Jared, come ahead and receive the offering. I remember there was one CEO for many years ago. <clears throat> he was one of these, you know, Zen Buddhist types, you know, and, and he decided he's going to get healed from cancer by uh, homeopathic methods, and he, he ate all this, you know, uh, stuff. And, uh, and, um, uh, and that's not to say those things couldn't work sometimes, and some, but he, did, he rejected uh, science, right, uh, or medical science, uh, traditional medical science. But at the end, he, uh, because it wasn't working, he tried everything he could. He got, uh, you know, he, because he was a billionaire, he finagled to cut his line in front of somebody else to get an organ donor for him. Uh, but it was too little, too late, you know. So uh, he'd spent, he would have spent every penny he had if he could to get healed. But it wasn't enough. He, he, he used his money uh, and power and influence to cut line in front of other people uh, and, and get ogre, o- an ogre organ donated to him uh, and I don't know any of the details so I don't know what all that was but I do know that he was able to get online when most people have to wait years for that yeah. and um, it wasn't enough he couldn't have paid enough he, he could have paid all of his billions of dollars and it would have been enough because uh, he was terminal uh, and there's, uh, now the Lord can do it though can he and you don't have to pay a billion dollars right uh, and so that's a pretty good deal amen so uh, Praise God. We thank the Lord for that. Amen. So y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Sunday.